Warning, this is an explicit episode with adult themes and language. Please put your earphones on and listen to this in private. For the sake of anonymity and to avoid unintended slander, no names or locations have been mentioned. Our guest Alina's name is also an alias. Please note we've kept this conversation as authentic as possible and the intention behind this candid conversation is to bring to light the serious issues that can happen in a marriage that nobody openly talks about. The question to ask ourselves is, to what degree should our sisters compromise when getting married and during the marriage? And when do warning signs become too serious to ignore? Nafisa, it's time for our podcast. Can you hurry up? Taz, I'm coming. Jude has the hoover on. Oh, Jude, no hoovering. Are you ready to go to bed? Stay with you. You can't stay with me. You have to go to bed now. Let's go to bed. Yeah. Good night, Good night, Habibi. Good night, children. Let's play Lego. Sorry? Five minutes. Come on, let's Good night, go to bed. You can't stay with me, Allah. You need to stop playing. What are you playing? You can see me in the morning, okay? I'm Nafisa. And I'm Tasneem. Grab a cup of tea or coffee and some snacks and join us for a chat after hours. Just two Muslim mums kicking back, having fun. And talking about life, relationships, family, motherhood and more. Welcome to the madness that is our lives. Salams and welcome to another episode of Not Another Mum Pod. Today's episode is an explicit one where we'll be hearing the story of sister Alina who recently got divorced as her husband refused to sleep with her and it led her to believe he was in fact gay. Before we continue I'd like to point out that any comments we make referring to Alina's husband is not in reference to his sexuality rather we are commenting on his behavior as a husband. This isn't a discussion about the rights and wrongs of same-sex attraction in Islam. Right here we're talking about the manipulative behaviour of someone we believe hasn't come out of the closet who willfully misled his wife into marrying him only to make her feel inadequate rather than owning his sexuality and being honest. Elena's story highlights the importance of how far we should actually compromise when we're under pressure to marry. How much do you compromise and what elements are you willing to take a punt on? It just goes to show we really should do our due diligence as far as we can see. And I know it's not possible always, but at least, you know, let's not try to ignore any signs that may be worrying when you're looking for a spouse. Speak to your family, speak to your friends, get perspective. And more than anything, though, I think we should all try to follow what Islam says in terms of the qualities you should look for in a spouse. I'm not saying religious people are not gay. I know it's a tough call. And bottom line is we don't know anybody unless you live with them. Uh, the best thing we can do is do is stick our prayer for guidance in any case. If you've got children around you, this might be the time um, to put your earphones on. So that brings me to our guest today, who's going to share her heartbreaking story of how she got married in good faith, only to be let down by that man, sexually and otherwise. Alina, thank you so much for coming on Not Another Mum Pod today. Can you tell us a little bit about how you met your husband and, you know, what happened before you got married? Yeah, absolutely. I was just like uh, single and just enjoying life. I wasn't really thinking about marriage at that point. But my friend got married. Okay, so she got in touch with this relative of hers kind of casually mentioned that her brother was looking to get married. Someone really bubbly, very sociable and all this kind of stuff. So my friend was like, okay, well, I think my friend would be a good match. And then what happened was my friend sent me a picture of him 
Now, my initial reaction, I wasn't entirely sure. I did feel like he looked a little bit feminine, just not my <laughs> usual type. You know, you always, you know, lose a man in the same way that you find him. My first reaction was, okay, he looks a bit feminine. Not that I didn't find him attractive, but like I was out with a couple of friends and I was showing them the picture and they were like, oh, he's not so bad. You know, you should give it a go. And I was like, okay, you know, pictures they're quite deceiving so you know he might be okay in real life so what happened was we hadn't spoken on the phone or anything so we were literally just going to meet for the first time that must have been quite nerve-wracking meeting someone straight away like that without talking to them absolutely it was a little bit however my friend and his sister were going to be there so it wasn't so bad so we kind of like walked towards shopping centre and I kind of looked at him and thought, he's not that bad. He's all right, actually. He's quite well dressed and all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we got on like a house on fire. We got on really, really well. I think we spent about two and a half hours just chatting, chatting, chatting. And I actually thought, mm, I, I quite like this guy. And then my friend and his sister kind of like jumped up for joy. Like it was an <laughs> ideal situation. Like, it's not often like you meet somebody, you connect with them straight away. And everything was just so perfect. And I felt quite happy. Like finally I'd met somebody. How long were you guys talking before you got married? So it was over a year. Wow. It's a long time, especially for, a, yeah. you know, for us in our culture, yeah. just to get to know each other. But during that course of the year, were there any warning signs that made you think that he might be homosexual? I'll be honest, there was a little bit. I was kind of like, you know, scoping him out. Like I thought, he's a bit on the feminine side. I'm not entirely sure about this guy. But at the same time, you just kind of convince yourself that, you know what, like sometimes men are just feminine like yeah. not everybody's going to come across like a typical alpha male so I remember having a little bit of a hunch I did find him really feminine and then there was a time this is like a huge red flag I remember I was sitting in my friend's house and what had happened was that he had screenshot a Facebook message of a gay man trying it on with him and he actually sent it to me. What? Very... <laughs> this is so weird. What are you saying? <laughs> what a weirdo, sorry. Like, what a weirdo, complete weirdo. And he was actually getting off on it, which I thought was a bit weird. Like, he saw the funny side to it. Maybe he wanted to see your reaction. Maybe he thought, yeah. how she rea- behaves with this. Looking back now, I think... But the thing is, he was a little weird and a bit stupid. That's the thing, like, because he wasn't really the sharpest tool. I just thought, in his sick little head, he probably does find this funny. Like, he is a bit weird. Like, and I dismissed it. But I know if I turned to my friend at that time and said, look, you know that guy that I'm getting to know? He's just sent me this. I know she would have said, oh, I don't know about this. And this is, you know, that's where I went wrong. You know, I had my heart set on marrying this guy. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to ignore it. Yes, I've just could have told somebody at that point you know people generally do when they get to know somebody they always turn to their friends and be like oh yeah with him I don't know why I think like all my eggs were in one basket you see looking back now when you compare him to the alpha male like this guy is very different to be fair there are uh, a lot of heterosexual men who like to groom well and they might have an effeminate side but we can't always assume that they are so I can understand how you convinced yourself into thinking that he just likes to be this way and it's just his characteristics but to send your potential future wife yeah that's that's just really (laughs) weird you know okay so that's you know red uh, flag number one 
And I'll be honest that I felt that like we'd talk on the phone. Like, for instance, he would only kind of like book me in once a week to call me. And it would only be for like an hour. It's like he would only restrict himself to speak to me for an hour once a week. Like his, the way he was, it was just so regimented, you know, like usually people like to talk to me all the time. Like it's very unusual. Like, just <laughs> was he practicing? To be honest, no, that was another red flag number. Oh, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, some people who are practicing, they wouldn't want to prolong the conversation yeah. unless, you know. It wasn't that at all. He actually mentioned um, on our second meeting that he eats haram food. Oh, wow. And I dismissed it. I should have gone, oh, I don't know about this. I just kept thinking, oh, you know, he's modern, he's modern, you know, at least he's not typical. And just ignoring everything, you know. I just had my rose-tinted glasses on the whole time. And, of course, I had my friend say they're a really nice family, they're really modern. And the modern thing, it just got out of control in the end. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, so, yeah, he did mention he ate haram food. He never spoke about Islam or praying or anything. So... Really, that is a bit of a red flag. He's detached from religion and culture. This is what's quite dangerous. At least if he was cultured, he'd know it's quite unacceptable to be gay in our kind of community. So that's quite alarming. Anyway, so there was a period that he would, yeah, like call me. And I kind of confronted him. I'm like, look, you need to step your game up. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I haven't spoken to a girl in so long. And that's probably why I'm just out of practice. I was like, okay, fair enough. And then he started calling me more often. And there were other really weird things that I found about him. Like he had, like on our second meeting, he mentioned like a female friend that he'd been best friends with for 25 years. He said, oh, we always said we'd get married if we didn't find anybody. By this stage, I thought, okay, he's really weird but he's like quite cute at the same time he's a bit stupid but this could work <laughs> so you know when he mentioned his female friend yeah. who you know he could potentially marry if he wasn't married yeah that kind of goes against what your suspicions are you know about yeah him. so at that point i'm not thinking he's gay the second yeah. meeting i'm not thinking he's gay although i find him feminine like, it's all very confusing but then he's mentioning this female friend it's just a stupid thing to say and you're saying it to somebody that you could potentially marry but like i said because he was a little bit stupid i dismissed a lot because of that and just put it down to the fact that he was simple tell us a bit about after you got married because up until this point there are little clues but obviously this is only because of hindsight that you've realized that those were clues to begin with at that point you just thought they were just him being strange but what happened after you got married okay so obviously fast forward we got married so things kind of like yeah they started off rocky but we ended up getting engaged the engagement day was like blissful like i walked into the room his eyes lit up it was amazing you know they brought so many gifts and it was like i actually was like oh my god i'm finally getting married like this is amazing the family's got on really well right we get married now this is the wedding day is when i thought right something's not right so we met in the morning for our photo shoot and this is the guy that said, oh, my beautiful wife and oh, baby, look gorgeous. He sees me on the <laughs> wedding day. No reaction. OK, zero reaction to how I'm looking. OK, and he you just looked look... amazing. You looked absolutely breathtaking on your wedding. It was like proper old school Bollywood classic beauty. Wow. It was like that. Yeah, like he had no reaction. I thought, God, he's acting really weird. Like something's not right. And then throughout the photo shoot, he was acting like a little bitch, really, because the <laughs> photographers were like <laughs> focusing. They were kind of like focusing on me. And they were like, bro, do you just want to kind of like go to the side and just kind of overlook? And like, you know, the, it was all about me. And I could tell that he felt really uncomfortable by that. Mm -hmm. Do you think he was a bit jealous that the uh, attention was on you and not him? Yeah, 100%. The thing is with him, like... 
he's very insecure and he's never been in a situation where another woman his woman is taking all the limelight this guy we know nothing about his his life well now i know he's never dated and stuff but you know he's just you know again an alpha male would just be like oh my god you look so gorgeous and instantly would you know have sexual thoughts that's just how men are like when they see their wife looking like that it's just like you know the best feeling so anyway so he saw me no reaction we had our photo shoot i think maybe even the photographers were thinking wow something's not right here you know there was no chemistry anyway if i have to be honest when i saw him on the wedding day i don't know i just thought mm, i don't know whether i like him <laughs> I don't know what happened. The thing is with me, like I can overlook these things. Like I know some women where they don't like somebody, they just don't like them. But with me, if someone's a nice person, like I can overlook, you know, the appearance. Anyway, we get into the car. I've just said goodbye to my parents. You know, I'm, I'm moving for two and a half hours down the road. You know, very emotional. And then he kind of turns around whilst he's driving saying, oh, you know, I've got this idea, you know, we're going to buy a big house, me and my family. And then, you know, with your salary and my salary. And I was like, what? I was like, my tears hadn't even dried up. I was like, excuse me, my, my salary. And I kind of jumped up and I was like, no, you're not doing anything with my money. I said, you can do whatever you want. Don't take my money into account. And I could tell he just thought, oh God, this hasn't gone the way that I planned it. So, so did you guys not, did you guys not have this conversation like in the whole year? No. Of the well, he did say that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking we can move into a bigger house that way. Like, he was grooming me. He was like, you know, you're going to have more space and all this. And I was like, oh, that's... <laughs> he just forgot to tell you that you'll be paying for it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's cute. They want to buy a big house for me. That's how naive I was. <laughs> um, anyway, and, and when he's, and it's so weird. As soon as we get married and I'm saying within 10 minutes, I'm still in my bridal outfit. This guy turns around and starts talking about my money. And I'm like, whoa, no, you're not. I was like, you ain't doing anything with my money, sunshine. And I, and I could tell he thought, okay, I, I think I'm going to revisit that subject in a few weeks. Anyway, so we got to the hotel room and things seemed all right. He was like getting my hairpins out and all that kind of stuff. And it was all right. He didn't initiate anything on the first night. He did say, oh, you know, we've not kissed yet. And I was just like, Ugh. wow. And he was like, so he kind of leant over and gave me this very formal kiss and Did said you think he was shy i think yeah at that point i thought he's shy yeah yeah he's a little shy and he said oh you know see that wasn't that bad and i kind of laughed <laughs> it's a bit of a weird thing to say to your wife see that wasn't that bad maybe he and was he... reassuring himself you know <laughs> i think for him it was like that yeah definitely so the first week we're just busy you know everyone's coming around to see the new bride we're getting into bed and he's not initiating any intimacy but i'm just thinking you know he's, we're both tired whatever so a week later he returns to work now every night this is so strange yeah so for a whole week he's not initiated any intimacy and then once he's got back to work like he's using work as an excuse for me to stay downstairs and not go up to bed so he'd be like oh no you stay downstairs i've got work in the morning and i was like no and I'd kind of test him. I'd be like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to come up to bed. And then like, I'd go up to bed and like, that would be it. He'd just say goodnight and just roll over. What did you think when he was coming up with all these delay tactics? What was going through your mind? Well, I just thought, okay, he's probably a bit nervous. You know, we're still kind of getting to know each other, I guess. Of course, everyone's asking me if we've consummated. And I'm like, no, I think he's shy. But certain other things I'm finding a little weird. Every morning he runs off to the bathroom to get changed like, I'm, I'm not seeing his body do you understand oh like he runs God. out the room to get changed if i'm getting changed he runs out the room or like if i'm getting in change and he doesn't enter the room 
Do you understand? Like, this is weird. This is just shocking. Guess were you, what? Were you, you were living with in-laws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, did he blame it on that? Did he blame the fact that you were living with his parents at all? That came later. He did use that as an excuse. Okay, because... But what you have to understand, guys, I've not confronted him. So he's just going along with it. I'm just thinking that as a wife, newly married, and yeah. you've not even been slightly intimate with your husband, you must have been bewildered. You know what, though? It hadn't hit me then. That's the funniest thing. I hadn't processed it at that point. Uh, even, like, the next few weeks, I'm still not thinking anything, really. Week one, two, three, four. Four weeks have gone by. This guy's not initiating any intimacy. So when you told your family and friends that the marriage hasn't been consummated, what were their responses? They were a bit like, this is weird. Plus, remember, you were asking me. I've got yeah. another friend. She's very blunt with me. She was like, have you guys done it yet? And I'm like, no, I think he's nervous. She must have thought, this is so weird. But at the same time, I think people were you know, didn't want to upset me either by saying, look, what's going on? They just kind of left me to it. Taz, since, you know, you were there, what were you thinking when she told you this? I didn't think that it would be because, you know, he had some serious issues. I honestly thought it was just that he was shy. Because, you know, because I've obviously been talking to you throughout that year. And you told me that he was really, really shy. And, you know, he he just wasn't like anybody else. And so I thought, you know, he's just really shy, really reserved. And I also thought it was because of the fact that they lived with his parents and in a really small house with one bathroom. So I thought that could be it. You know, maybe he's just uncomfortable with the fact that his parents are next door, you know. So I was thinking it was just that. Like, you never think it's something else, do you? Does it enter your mind? Taz, I was just going to come back to what you just said. Were you married at that time when you saw she was going through this? Yeah, yeah. Like one year wow. ago, isn't it? So Tass was married. But all my married friends were asking me if we'd consummated. Because, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. And I think I was maybe getting a little defensive saying, you know. Yeah. You do. Because it's, it's such an embarrassing thing as well. Like, I think as women, we just kind of brush things under the carpet. Like, this is the reason how I've ended up marrying this man is through ignoring signs. But as much as, yeah, like, obviously, you got to think, he did send me that screenshot. But the rest of the time, this guy was, you know, he was into me and he pulled it off. He, he married me, you know, and got family involved and did all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so week one, two, three, four, okay, has gone past. I mean, when I say the guy is not being intimate, he's not even touching my leg. Holding hands? Holding hands, yeah. But not touching my leg, not like exploring my body, just nothing. Yeah. But again, I'm thinking, I know that this guy isn't going to be a typical alpha male. And it's like, I accepted that. But it is a little odd and it, that we'd be married a whole month. But then I thought, okay, honeymoon is coming. It's got to happen. So we booked the honeymoon. Well, I booked the honeymoon with my money. He quite happily, you know, came along. I mean, the whole, the gay thing is one thing, but there was loads of other issues going on. As soon as I'd married him, he'd confessed to me, like he, he suffers from depression. He said that he oh. thought he was going to die a few months ago. He was going to write a letter to his mother. And he thought his life was going to be over. Like, it's very alarming. I've just married this guy and he's wow. talking about suicide, you know? And uh, there was lots of other things going on. But the thing is, I, I think, you know, this marriage, it went on for as long as it did because I didn't want to embarrass him. A lot of the things was I just didn't want to embarrass him. So anyway, so we booked our honeymoon and I thought it's got to happen on honeymoon. You know, we're going to be in a hot country, honeymoon swing. He's got to do it. So we booked our honeymoon and stuff. And uh, so... On honeymoon, we were, like, kissing a little bit. However, like, we'd get into bed. He'd be on the furthest end of the bed watching Paul Chowdhury comedies on YouTube on his honeymoon. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Can you believe it? And he'd be like laughing to himself. And then, you know, like the kissing he'd keep to a minimum. I just felt like he was very nervous. Um, and his hands never went anywhere, ever. Anyways, so we're on honeymoon. Day one, two, three, four. This is ridiculous. Okay, so we're on day five. This man is not initiating anything with me. So I'm getting a little annoyed. Apart from the intimacy thing, there's other weird things that he's doing, okay? Like when we're eating and stuff, he's like commenting on what's on my plate, making me almost feel guilty about eating. Like if I wanted to order mm. something extra, he'd be like, but do you need it? But do you need it? And I'd be like, and I remember I ripped his head off. I was like, listen, I might not need something, but I might want it. All right, so shut up. That's how I'm talking <laughs> to my husband on my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. And he's like, he's making comments like, uh, I heard you the first time. I'm like, yeah, hopefully it sank in. Okay, so can you imagine? So, do you think he was just trying to control the situation then? Or what, what was it? Why was he trying to control your eating? I don't know what it was. I just don't know what it was. Like, completely different guy to what he was before I married him. you got to think, this guy's wooed me for, like, over a year. Yeah, he's a little odd. He's a bit it's simple. So but... scary. And then all of a sudden, I've married him, and he comments every time I eat. And you got to think, I'm going to be eating around this man for the rest of my life. So how's it going to work? You know, he's just very odd. Anyway, so... I feel like he didn't have a lot of control in his life. His family completely financially abused him all his life. Oh, and I feel like that was his way of executing control through food. Yeah. Oh, I don't eat much. I'm going to eat a little bit. I eat really healthy. You know, and making other people feel bad for eating. Like, I just don't know where that came from, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, so... What happened was, actually, a couple of days before it all kicked off, I said to him one night, we got into bed and I said, you know, we've not, we've not had sex yet. And he said, I know, I thought you weren't ready. And I was like, no, we've been married five weeks. I've been ready for quite a while. And he's like, oh, I'm tired right now. But, you know, we'll do it when I've got more energy. And I'm like, OK. And even then, I'm like, OK, fair enough. He then spent the next two days until it all kicked off, like, being quite distant with me. He thought, oh, God, she's mentioned sex. I need to pull back a little bit. So, like, I noticed, like, if I tried to kiss him, like, he'd pull back. Anyway, so we're on day five. We've come down for breakfast. By this stage, I am thinking he's a bit of an idiot. Anyway, because, you know, commenting on me eating and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just the way that he spends. He's, like, quite tight with money. And I'm just, like, not really feeling it. But uh, this, the biggest thing, the fundamental problem is that we've not had sex yet. Okay, everything else you can overlook. So we're kind of, like, having breakfast. And he's like, yeah, we'll go out. You know, once we've had, had breakfast, we'll go out for a walk. And we'll go shopping and all this. And I was like, okay, that's great but when are you going to have sex with your wife boom you just dropped, dropped it, it like that at breakfast over just dropped pancakes. <laughs> and his face you know when you pop a balloon and it deflates that was his face okay and he was just like eh, 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 eh. his words would not come out and he said i'm not feeling it i was like okay he goes i'm not feeling it with you oh my god oh my god can you imagine I just thought, honeymoon. oh God, what's coming now? I just thought, what's coming? What's coming? I'm scared. I'm scared. When he said that, when I'm not feeling it with you, what went through your head and your heart? Like, I can't I even thought, imagine. Ooh! I just thought, oh my God, my world went black. That's all I can describe it. Everything I'm just so went sorry. black. 
I know mm. everything just went black. I'm on my honeymoon. My parents have just spent their life savings for me to marry this man. They were very skeptical about him. I sold him to them, okay? And this arsehole turns around and goes, I'm not feeling it with you. After I've left everything to be with him, okay? He's not financially stable. He lives with his parents. He's not an attractive man. He's not tall. He's not hench. He's not anything. You know, I've sincerely just married this guy for companionship and that is it because I'm you know not shallow and I'm not materialistic so I've looked at the bigger picture and I thought he's a lovely guy you know I could have a really good life with him and then he's like look we need to go to the hotel room and anyway we went to the hotel and this is it boom biggest showdown ever he says I'm not sexually attracted to you oh my god so what what did you say he looks at my body and he goes it's your body it's your weight I'm not sexually attracted to you. I'm not sexually attracted to you. He must have oh said it about God. five times. And I was like, I was like, why the hell did you marry me then? I was pressured. I was pressured. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. Your body was always in the back of my mind. Every time I spoke to you, you couldn't be bothered to go to the gym and all this kind of stuff, right? Bearing in mind, I'd lost four stone over two years. Uh, no one recognized me on the wedding day. Everyone was like, no, that's not the, that we knew. Like, I'd always struggled with my weight. But for my wedding, like, I totally turned it around. I was like a different person and this guy turns around and tells me that I didn't work hard enough at the gym this skinny little man who's so feminine who's got nothing to offer me has the audacity to turn around and say that and then he goes on to say did my sisters not motivate you because his sisters are like terribly thin and then he compares me to my best friend the the same friend that's introduced us who's like my little sister yeah Uh, did your best friend not encourage you did your best friend not motivate you and I was like oh my god you absolutely I'll be honest I said I was like you're an absolute piece of shit and I did say to him well do you think I look at you I want to rip your clothes off you skinny little prick (laughs) I just thought you know what if this marriage is gonna end I can't go down without a fight because at that point guys this marriage is gonna end yeah so I'm thinking, yeah. you know what? I need to tell him about himself before I go. But I think I was just so shocked. I was like, I can't believe this weird-looking man says he can't sleep no. with me. Just, uh, can I just say, <laughs> this is. You know what? It's amazing you can laugh about it now, and I think you just show how strong, how strong I you are. I feel like I'm in Twilight Zone. I can you believe like... it? At that time, though, what's going through my head, guys? How am I going to tell I my parents? Know, older, older I've been, been sick. I'm trying to take this so seriously because I was so, you know, you didn't hear our intro, but I was so serious about this. (laughs) And Justin said to me, it's hilarious. (laughs) And you know what? So when he compared me to his sister, basically he's got a brother-in-law who's really hench. And I was like, look, go and make a body like him. Then come and chat to me. I was like, does he something motivate you, you skinny little rat? Like, that's how I was going on. I was like, I've never had this problem before where guys don't find me attractive I was like I've never had a man turn around and say he doesn't connect with me I can sit and talk to a man for five minutes and he likes me I just got really defensive <laughs> at that point I just thought no I can't I can't believe this is, he's saying it. and he's insisting that it's my body and he cannot have sex with me he even says I've had relationships I just can't have sex with you do you know what that was his way of covering up his insecurities and you mentioned that he was depressed so you know was that true did you believe I'll be honest with you like you know before I married him the whole depression thing because he did speak about depression a lot 
before we got married and i remember saying to somebody at work i said you know this whole depression thing i guarantee he's gonna avoid intimacy you know somebody who's so Why depressed did you think that i don't know you know what i promise you right sometimes i think i'm psychic i knew me and him were gonna have bedroom problems i just knew it. i just thought somebody who's got so much anxiety and depression how the hell is he gonna get confident in that situation come on it, and it's the most vulnerable situation you can be in to take off your clothes and and to be a man you know i, I kind of almost expected it and again it's that hunch that you get and i just knew we were going to have intimacy issues but i just didn't think he was going to turn around and say i'm not sexually attracted to you but he was insisting that he wasn't sexually attracted just, to he me he just turned I it told, all on you completely made it about me and you know i was broken i'm not gonna lie and i was like no one wants to be like your sisters i don't want to be like your sisters are you deluded why would anyone want to be like them and and i said to him are you gay and he was like no no and i was like well you must be impotent i was like you're either gay or you're impotent i was like are you sure this is about me this is when i said i've noticed you don't get changed in front of me ever are you 100 percent sure this is about me okay at this point i'm like look if we're not going to have sex ever, like, what are we going to do? He's insisting that I go home. So he's like, you go home. As soon as we go back to England, just go home. Just go home. I'll take the flack for it. I'll tell my brother-in-laws that it just didn't work out. I'll take the flack. So th he's actually willing for us to end up getting divorced because of this. Can you imagine? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense because on the one hand, it's saying yeah. he was pressured and he wanted yeah. to save face and all of these things. And then yeah. within a month of being married, he's like, yeah, you go home. Yeah, so you how know, is so that saving face, right? Yeah, I don't but understand it that. It just nothing That's makes so sense. Confusing. And bearing in mind, he's showing me off um, on Facebook, putting our pictures up on social media and all that kind of stuff. And I think he kind of enjoyed you know the respect that you get when you're married you know and it's that's how it is in our community you could be everything but if you're not married you haven't really made it in life and this guy you gotta think he got married later he was always like an odd person that people probably thought he was gay or whatever he finally gets married to somebody who's all right and everyone's like oh you know your wife is lovely and i think he kind of enjoyed that aspect but at the minute i mentioned intimacy that was it confession time didn't want to marry you i don't like you i told my sister a few weeks ago that i wasn't happy i've come on honeymoon now and i've seen your body and i can't ever have sex with you and doesn't take responsibility at all not even one iota does he say okay i'm you know i'm not ready he could have at least said you know what i'm not ready i don't feel confident he completely made it about my body and i said everybody said i looked incredible on the wedding day and that i'd lost so much weight and that they didn't even recognize me and he was like well i never noticed a difference this is how this man's behaving with me Anyway, so I phoned his sister and I told her and then she's like, I'm not going to lie. You know, there were times that he did speak about your body and all this kind of stuff. And I think maybe she did think, oh, God, here it is. He's gay. Even she's trying to make it about me. And I kind of said to her, look, I've never had this problem before. I've always had male attention. I just thought, you know what? Again, because I think it's going to end. I thought I've got to leave this marriage with some dignity. And I was like, sorry, I've never had this issue before. I've always had male attention, blah, 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 whatever. There's something wrong with him kind of thing he even tried to convince his sister look i know it comes across as really shallow i just don't know what it is i just can't do it he's still trying to convince his sister that he can't sleep with me because of my appearance can you believe it after a whole year he didn't after find any moment in that year come on to feel this way yeah basically and and didn't show this side to me if he commented once on me eating or whatever i would have cut him off straight away right but he didn't do that the mask fell off as soon as we got married and i think 
leading up to honeymoon he's kind of turned it up a notch with the whole eating thing trying to make me feel bad about eating or he just i don't know what happened maybe he was getting really nervous about the whole sex thing and he just started playing up i don't know i don't know with what intention this guy came into the marriage he would have known he has to consummate i think personally he planned it all looking back now whatever he is whatever insecurities he he has he had those before he married me he could have married bloody you know angelina jolie but the outcome was still going to be the same he knows that i could have been anybody anyway so he's ready to divorce me blah 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 and then he kind of comes back to the room and then he's like you know i promise i'll try and make it work like this is how patronizing this guy is i'll try and make it work as in like even though i don't like you i'll try and make it work like how patronizing can you believe it like he's doing me some kind of favor now the thing is because i'm married to this idiot i have to play my cards right as well i can't just come home i've got to think about my mom and dad that's the whole reason i stayed was the whole shame thing now what happened was i did tell one of my friends this is what's happened she's the one that said to me you need to stay strong she goes i think he's gay she's she goes he's either gay or something's wrong with him she's like i know men in your culture pull stunts like this where there's something wrong with them and then they blame the women and she said i think you should stay strong i don't think you should take the bait stay strong anyway so wake up the next day he's kind of like trying to act normal with me kind of trying to undo what's happened and then on the last night how did you even bear to look at his face after that that was so hard and i still held his hand and everything i was numb you gotta think i'm running on no sleep as well so my head is fuzzy i literally i couldn't even cry i was so you know who was guys yes i was hurt but more shocked like i was so shocked i was like how the hell is this happening to me what the hell am i going to tell everybody that was my biggest thing like i'll get over this but what am i going to tell everybody like why my marriage ended five weeks in can you imagine and it's you know my cousin had come from bangladesh for the wedding she hadn't even gone home yet and my marriage is ending my wedding pictures hadn't been released i'm thinking oh my god what am i gonna do shit anyway so the next day he's trying to act normal with me like being all lovey-dovey trying to like suck up to me and then i'm gonna fast forward to the last night of honeymoon bearing in mind guys i'm still dressing up as normal if you saw me you'd be like no way has that happened to her like i'm putting on my makeup i'm putting on my best dress my heels my jewelry and i'm going out like normal you wouldn't even think that's happened i'm just like trying to push it to the back of my head anyway last day of honeymoon i got all dressed up and all this kind of stuff we came back to the room after we'd been out for dinner and then we were kind of like sitting on the bed chatting and he's like oh i was gonna kill myself today i'm not joking i was gonna kill myself i was gonna throw myself off that balcony and just end it all because of what i've done to you and all this kind of stuff you know i know can you imagine i'm thinking oh my god what have you married and he's like oh you know i've got insecurities there it is he's now starting to kind of semi-confess oh i've got insecurities and and i kind of went to town on him a little bit and i was like you know you've completely destroyed my confidence by doing that i was like i don't know how i'm going to recover from this but even then i'm like not probing him too much i think at that point i could have said look are you gay but i just i didn't really probe him much anyway and then we had a bit of a kiss and he kind of like pushed me off and said oh you know we better go downstairs before the buffet ends so even then he's not trying that was a really good opportunity to initiate it last day of honeymoon after that whole big showdown he could have just kind of tried to smooth it over before we came home we've got through the entire honeymoon with no intimacy okay so we've come home i've started to have a bit of a breakdown once we've come home i think reality's here he's getting really paranoid oh she's playing up my family gonna start to clock on that something's not right i think his biggest fear is she's gonna out me 
at this point. Do you understand? Yeah. More than my feelings. I think he thought, oh, if she plays up and starts crying, everyone's going to know what's happened. So anyway, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Now months are going by. He's still not initiated any intimacy with me, even after honeymoon. So I'm kind of starting to corner him a little bit i'm like do you think you're ever gonna have sex with me <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah and i said when when i'm dead you know this is what level it's getting to we're having these regular co- well I, i'm calling him out i'm so, kind of thinking why am i doing this to him yeah i was going to say why would you do that to somebody who obviously didn't want I to be know. there i think i'm just thinking i just need to consummate this marriage because if we don't sleep together like there's a problem how am i yeah, going to get in your head in my head yeah. imagine it was the other way around I imagine know. It was, obviously we'd be all on top of the guy why is he doing that to his wife he's not allowed so <laughs> This way, of course, it's not rape because he's consenting, but and he's awake. I know what you say. Like everyone asks me, like, why did you try? Like my counselor's like, can I ask you, like, after this man body shaped you, why did you keep trying with this guy? You know what? What drove you? And I'm like, I don't even know. I just thought, oh God, we need to have you sex. You needed to prove a point, is it? It, no, it wasn't even that. I just thought, you know what? At least if we're having sex, we've got a normal-ish marriage. Okay, the honeymoon thing has happened. But if I can just get him to sleep with me once and then we kind of do it, it doesn't have to be good. It can be very short. It can be within boundaries, within his comfort zone. But as long as it's kind of happening, I'm just kind of like rolling with it. So I'm just kind of doing things on his terms. I'm like, do you think we're ever going to have sex? What's the problem? He says, I can't do it because mom's at home. I said, okay, mom's always at home. So what are we going to do? What are you proposing? And he said, okay, a hotel room, half-heartedly. We'd be married two and a half months. He still not touched my leg. I accept that he doesn't like me. What made you stay for two and a half months like this? Just the shame. I just thought, I can't go home. Okay. If it was anything else, I could have come home. But the fact that he'd said he wasn't sexually attracted to me, I just thought, I can't tell people that's happened. It's too embarrassing. My fear was people were going to go, oh, bless you. Like, they were going to pity me and think, oh, she got married and her husband didn't like her. At this point, I'm not thinking he's gay. I'm just thinking people are going to feel sorry for me because they think my husband wasn't attracted to me. That's so embarrassing. Um, So you know coming home is not an option divorce is not an option and i think in my head i don't really rate him that's why it's easier like if if he was like brad pitt and he was really hot and i was really infatuated by him i probably would have shied away from him anyway and then weeks are going by weeks are going by he's still not initiating and he's still doing the whole i promise it will happen this is his thing before we go to sleep i promise it will happen so he's just like biding his time and then we've got to three months we've still not had sex okay But he's saying that he loves me and he's acting normal in every other aspect, but he just won't sleep with me. Okay. And then I just kind of said, look, we were watching TV and I said, look, I'm not happy. And he just looks terrified. He's thinking, oh God, I know where this is going. Like for him, he can do everything, you know, everything is fine, but just not sex. Did he give a reason why or what the issues were? Did he admit that maybe we should see a counsellor? Maybe I need to address my depression issues, my anxiety? No, no, nothing like that. So I, I kind of said to him, look, I'm not happy. I said, we don't we don't have sex. And he just looked so scared. And he's just like, and this is it. I think this is when he was semi-confessing. He said, look, I can't be the man you want me to be. And I said, Ugh. I said, look, I don't even expect it to be good. I, it doesn't have to be amazing. I have no expectations, okay? It, uh, and I said, it just really worries me. Like, why can't you have sex with me? What is it? And he said, I told you. It's because mom's at home. And I said, oh. I said, first it was my body. And I said, look, all those things that you said to me on honeymoon, all they do is manifest in my head. 
And I said, it just replays again and again and again and again. And we're here at three months of marriage. We're not having sex. We're not like a normal couple. And I said to him, look, if I go down divorce route, everybody's going to support me. Even if I go to the Sharia Council, they're going to dissolve this marriage instantly. I said, do you realize the repercussions if I leave you? I said, look, I've got every right to leave you. Uh, And that's when he just looked so scared. I don't think he was scared about me leaving him, but he was scared about me out in him. So at that time, I was confused. But looking back now, he just wanted me not to expose him. That was his biggest fear. And he thought, I've got to sleep with her. By hook or crook, I've got to sleep with her. Otherwise, if she leaves me, this is going to be really embarrassing. And I remember I went upstairs. We were going out for a meal. And he just couldn't function. The thought of having to have sex with his wife. He just sat there. He could not move. Okay, so I came downstairs and he's just sitting there and his eyes are all watery and I'm thinking, oh my God. But didn't that put you off? Like, I, I don't think I could find it attractive at all. But the thing is, I'm married to him and coming home isn't an option. So whatever he's going to yeah. do, whatever he's going to say, I've got to ride it out. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, you're really strong. I'm strong in the sense that I didn't lose myself. I still used to, like, dress up, wear my best clothes, do my makeup, like... I didn't let it affect me in that way that I thought, oh, I'm just going to give up on myself because yeah. he said this. Like, I was still like, you know what? You might not like me, but I like me and I look damn good. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about all the guys that That's were great. attracted to me in my life. <laughs> and I, thought, I was just so shocked at this guy's behavior. The thing mm-hmm. is, he was fine until I mentioned sex. That was it. Whatever he had to do, he was going to do it. Anyway, so we've gone out for this meal. And at this point, I'm feeling a little bit sorry for him. He's holding my yeah. hand and he's like, I love you. And I'm thinking, oh, God. You know, yeah. it's very confusing. What he, cause the thing is, he's not being nasty to me. He just won't sleep with me. So it's always hard to leave him. And so uh, I feel almost guilty because every so often I'm just like, are you going to have sex with me? Do you think you're going to do it? What do you think is going to happen? Anyway, so we came home and watching X Factor. And, uh, and he's like, come on then. Very nervously, come on then. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. And then we went upstairs and it was always lights out. I never saw his private parts, you know, always within his kind of boundaries. But the gay thing hadn't come into play then, really, because I just thought, you know what, I've just married a weird guy. It is what it is. At least we're we're having sex now. This is a normal marriage. Okay, the whole honeymoon thing happened. I'm just going to have to really suck that one up somehow, even if it kills me. And you've got to remember, I'm living with his parents and I've just been body shamed on my honeymoon. I'm having to show them that things are perfectly fine. His mum's got depression. Like, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is, you know, I'm just thinking I, I can't let her down either. Like, I'm trying to keep things afloat for everybody's sake. Of course I want to leave him, but I can't because I have to protect our parents because they're innocent. They don't know what's going on. This episode will be continued in part two. Watch out for it by subscribing to us and following us on Insta at NotAnotherMumPod. I used to sit in the other room, close the door and just used to sit there and just get through the day. He's now standing out like a sore thumb to me as the office gay boy. He looked so worried. And I kind of put two and two together and I thought, oh my God, I think it's him. You've been listening to Nafisa and Tasneem. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Don't forget to subscribe, share and review. Follow us on Insta and Facebook at NotAnotherMumPod as well as on Twitter, mum underscore pod. You can also listen to all our pods on www.notanothermumpod.com as well as on all your favourite podcast platforms. Should we go to bed now?
Really? I can't cuddle you. I can't fit in your bed. Yes, be awake forever. Good night, children. Say Allahumma. Allahumma. Bismika. Amutu. Wahia. Allahumma. Bismika. Amutu. Wahia.